podcast by GRCC DLIT. With your hosts, Meg Lockhart, Rachel Lovewood Daner, and me, Jermaine Reese. Welcome to another episode of Speaking of Teaching. We have with us our guest today, Tim Perriard, uh, professor of biology. Uh, prior to joining uh, GRCC full-time in 2016, uh, Tim worked as a full-time instructor at Lansing Community College. He earned his bachelor's degree of, uh, in biology from Central Michigan University and his master of science in zoology at, from Oklahoma State University. He currently teaches our Biology 101 and Anatomy and Physiology courses. His expertise is in human anatomy and physiology, uh, organismal, I hope I said that correctly, I'm, uh, I'm not an English major, uh, biology <laughs> and evolutionary biology. In his free time, he enjoys cooking, snowboarding, and spending time in the great outdoors. Tim, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I, I would like to add to that. Um, that was before I had kids when they asked me what, yes. what I enjoyed mm-hmm. doing. So now I I would add to that that I enjoy spending time with my family. So. Absolutely. Oh, um, that's nice. That is really I nice. I thought you were going to say something snarky, like Not I enjoy napping or... Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I could add on if you want. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. <laughs> well, welcome again, Tim. Thanks, Jermaine, thanks Jermaine, for having me. You missed a comma in there. Really? I just wanted to point that out when you were reading. You missed a comma. I didn't I say I wasn't an English major. See, this is this is. <laughs> Continue. All right. So Tim, we're our, and, and part of our discussion that we've been having is uh, or focuses on the experiences of our faculty as we entered into and still navigate this um, health pandemic. So, um, what were take us back to March of two thousand and twenty. Uh, when you found out that we were getting ready to move things from our traditional way of teaching um, to all online, what were your thoughts and what were some of the things that uh, that you that you experienced during that time? So um, a lot of thoughts were going through my mind. Um, I would say that uh, probably the the feeling that I had at the time was just, uh, stress and, um, you know, just trying to figure out, uh, how to go about, um, putting everything online. Um, and then also at the same time, um, caring for my uh, kids at home, which at the time were 18 months of age and and five years of age and, uh, you know, daycare, uh, ended up closing down and the, the schools closed. And so, uh, my wife works, um, uh, 30 hours a week. And so we, um, we had to, uh, you know, try to figure out what to do with that. But, um, I would say that it it was probably just a lot of scrambling at the time to try to figure out the best way to go about putting, uh, not only lectures online, um, you know, videos of, uh, the lectures that I would normally do face to face, but, also, uh, all the other things, um, a- activities and assessments and, um, you know, uh, basically everything that goes along with teaching, I-, I had to figure out how to put that online. Now, online teaching wasn't new to me. I- I've taught online before, but 
um, teaching online well takes time and uh, putting stuff online uh, takes time. And um, I would say that probably, you know, um, the one of the hardest things was dealing with the labs and as a, a science uh, lab course, uh, which all the courses I teach are lab-based science courses, along with the lectures, though that was uh, really hard to figure out what to do um, and make it uh, a quality product at the same time. So um, I would say that 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 was kind of going through my mind, uh, just constantly thinking of um, what to do and finding the time to do it. So um, I could add on more to that, but <laughs> that's what was going through my mind at the time. Did you think that we'd be when we got that announcement back <laughs> back in March of 2020 that we'd be a year still dealing with this? <laughs> um, honestly, I'm I'm a skeptic, and so I I never and I, I didn't really draw conclusions. But honestly, no, I, I didn't think we it would be this long. But I didn't know exactly how long. Um, you know, I obviously it evolved over time and um i remember the first time where it started to sink into me it was before classes where it was a day classes were canceled uh, i think what well, they were can- can- canceled on the 11th if i remember correctly march 11th a wednesday i think maybe that was the last day on campus yes. if i remember mm-hmm. um but anyway, I, I remember hearing that uh, Michigan State University was closing their campus until April something. And uh, I remember making it, I was tea, I went right into class right after I heard that. And I was doing a lecture and I told the students, you know, I've, I've heard this on the news, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'll be in touch with you if we close down, you know, make sure to check your email and, and uh, you know, try to stay in into. Uh, contact via Blackboard uh, with the course. You know we're we're still going to have class, uh, so make sure to uh, to keep checking your email in Blackboard. So, you know that that's kind of when I first started to get a feeling that you know we were going to shut down and we were going to be away from campus for a while. But yeah, obviously, no idea that it would be a year uh, into it, and so uh, pretty crazy. That's for sure. I was going to say, that sounds like, Tim, you were a little prophetic as well. Jermaine's always giving me hell because he says, like, Here we go. Meg knew it was coming. Um, Meg is but, the reason that we had COVID for so long. Not we had that's COVID. That's just rude. <laughs> you can't start spreading rumors like I that. I'm sorry. I take that back. Fake news. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. Um, but, but, Tim, it sounds like you were looking at, at other places of what was happening in the state and sort of getting a feel for this. Um, but you use the word scrambled, and I think that really um, encompasses yeah, a lot of people. Of all of us, yeah. Yeah, like little eggs being mixed up in a pan and fried. That's you know, that's my analogy yeah, I, for the day. I, I, I'll I'll say that uh, you know, scrambled, chaotic. <laughs> word. That's a good word. Um, <laughs> but you know, my my wife and I, um, we should have probably had a better plan going into things. Um, what I mean by that is there were days when we didn't really have a plan as to who was going to watch the kids and who was going to work and this and that. And 
there you know we would spend many late nights after they would go to bed uh, doing work and eventually we got smart and we said okay you i'll work in the morning you work in the afternoon and um that tended to work uh, we did that you know seven days a week for seemed like 10 years but um, <laughs> but that that's kind of what ended up happening and then we kind of we got better you know less chaotic uh less scrambled here at home anyway and um but yeah so i, w I would say that you know it evolved over time but it was definitely um ca chaotic at the very beginning so you used the word evolve and i am curious to know how has your course delivery or maybe more specifically how have your labs changed from a year ago when we were really scrambling to this fall and then maybe um continue to refine in this semester how how has that changed tim yeah so yeah it definitely evolved um so in winter 20 we um made a few we were halfway through the semester uh, we made a few videos um, as a group with media services um, in both of the labs, different labs I teach. And th those were kind of more um, of the labs where, like experimentation labs, where we would do an experiment and we would show them the data and the results. Uh, then they, they would have to write down uh, the results based on the data that um or the experiments that we did uh in the video so that was um something we we did in winter 20 and then we also made our assessments online and um basically put those online that took quite a bit of time uh, especially in anatomy and physiology with uh, images and arrows on images and um, blackboard isn't real easy to work with doing that type of thing but anyway um that that uh kind of along with that each instructor would also make their own videos that would complement the videos that we made with media services and so that that was kind of uh quickly getting winter 20 wrapped up um and then in the summer in anatomy and physiology in particular, we used uh, a website through McGraw-Hill called Connect. They had different virtual labs. And so uh, we also made assessments using anatomy and physiology revealed through Connect. And um, so that uh, that took quite a bit of time, again, to make new assessments um, and uh, also to modify our lab manual called our student performance objectives. Uh, to fit those virtual labs uh, that cost students um, money to purchase connect so before fall uh, began we decided to go away from that to save students money and so we decided to make more uh, videos um, with media services and uh, one of our lab technicians Anessa Bierman and um, basically again uh, the ideas that we would conduct experiments or we would show structures um, and kind of walk through to, uh, students through the lab and then again students would use their spo student performance objectives to um, 
to go along with those and to answer questions and so on. So uh, we, again, we went away from Connect and Fall. That meant we had to make uh, new assessments and um, uh, different kind of assessments too, using fill in the blank questions and, uh, and a pool of questions that Blackboard would choose from so that, you know, that would help to maintain exam integrity. Um, so that uh, that's kind of a quick summary. Uh, this winter, we're kind of continuing what we did in the this past fall, and um, kind of tweaking a few things here and there. Uh, but that's uh, that's kind of it. Um, the exam integrity issue is kind of another issue on top of that. Trying to figure out how to reduce cheating. Um, you know, students, a lot of students, especially in the summer and the fall, didn't uh, sign up for online classes. They signed up that, you know, when the schedule came out, it was a lot of them were face to face. And so uh, using these different proctoring softwares, there is certain technology that students need. And, you know, with, uh, you know, in the fall, we have about 900 students in anatomy and physiology. Uh, in the summer, it's around 350 students. And so um, we weren't sure, you know, how many students would not have this technology, how many would need to purchase it, and so on. And so uh, we decided not to use those proctoring softwares in the summer and in the fall, but not require them, I should say, for, for the lab exams. We are this semester in the winter 21. Uh, but we put some other parameters on those exams, a time limit, for example, and so on to try to help uh, maintain the integrity of those exams. But um, I kind of went off on a spiel there, a little bit about exams. <laughs> no, that's quite all right. <clears throat> I was going to ask you, um, so what you, you spoke a little bit about some of the academic in integrity and some of the technologies. Um, what would you say outside of those, or if those were some of the challenges and, and then hurdles and, and, and dealing with that? I know a couple, I mean, you figured that along with teaching from home and then you've got your children running around and some <laughs> of those other, uh, pressures that you were dealing with. So, um, can you, can you just elaborate a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I let me kind of uh, ask you to clarify a little bit. Or would you like me to talk a little bit more about uh, exam integrity issues? Yeah, that yeah. So let's yeah, let's do. I did. I guess I did hit you with a blanket of questions. So let's <laughs> do first with the you know the issue with the academic um, integrity. Um, your your choice not to use some of the program software like Smart Proctoring. Um, and how you, you know, what was challenging about that and how did you overcome that? And then you can talk about the other part, the teaching with children and stuff at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would say that, you know, again, it, it kind of, uh, one of the main concerns that myself and some of my colleagues had were basically would students are we putting students at a disadvantage if we required this of them when many of them did not sign up to for online courses uh, would we uh, you know are there some students that um, 
you know, can afford it to purchase equipment and some that can't. Uh, we didn't know how much, how many resources the college had. Uh, if students didn't have this technology, could the college loan them the technology? Again, we had 900 students taking anatomy and physiology in the fall and around 350 in the summer. And we, we just didn't know um, if it would be possible to require these services such as Smarter Proctor and Respondus Lockdown Browser and Monitor. Um, it, would, it, would it be possible to do that? And even if it was possible, would we be putting some students at a disadvantage uh, because of that? So it's kind of an equity issue as well. Um, sure. Uh, you know, uh, basically that's kind of what it boiled down to. But um, in the fall, this past fall, we decided that we were going to require the use of this technology in the winter. And so we were proactive and we tried to get the word out. We sent several emails out to all students that were registered to take anatomy and physiology in the winter. We sent an email, a couple emails out in the fall saying, you know, this is what we're going to require of you. Uh, you're going to need a webcam. Uh, you're going to need, um, you can't take exams on a smartphone or a tablet. Um, uh, you can use iPads through Respondus, but um, no other tablets are compatible with it and so on. So we did that, um, and we worked with the libraries just to make sure that they could um, let us know that there would be enough technology that students could check out if they needed to. So uh, those were a couple of things that we wanted to um, you know, make sure. Number one, students were aware that this technology was going to be required. And number two, they could get the necessary technology without having to, um, you know, take some money out of their own pockets to take the course. Sure. But, um, you know, the having kids at home, I guess, you know, the, the idea of uh, just the, I guess, just to say this one more time, basically, there were many days where it was uh, very hard to, um, basically just get, get things up there for students and get quality products up, uh, you know, videos and so on. Uh, so, you know, students have a good experience online um, having the kids at home. Obviously, it got better over time, right? Daycare opened up in July uh, and so on and so forth. And, you know, now both of them are, um, you know, one's at daycare, one's at school. And obviously, it's a lot better these days. But those first couple months, I don't think I want to live through <laughs> again for a while. So, no. Well, you're kind of getting at, Tim, what um, Bill Knapp was talking about when we interviewed him a little while back. Uh, and he was saying, you know, there's a difference between emergency remote teaching where everyone is scrambling to do something, you know, not just stare at a screen, but like to reach out to students, to get something put up online, to interact in some way. There's a difference between that, um, and quality online teaching. Uh, and it sounds like, and I think this is probably a theme with all of us who teach that you are, um, just doing whatever you can, right? Your, your videos are like, up your nose or like just showing your forehead. Um, and then, the, you know, as we go on, uh, you start harnessing media technologies and you have like these really quality things happening. Um, what do you think you'll take with you um, 
as you kind of look back at that arc, like this sort of chaotic teaching online to um, something a little bit more stable um, and maybe more effective. And then, and then what does moving forward look like maybe for you or for the biology department? Yeah. So I will say that, um, you know, obviously I, I learned to use some different technologies too. So um, like um, class quant, uh, uh, he, brought this idea up to me to, to get uh, this little portable Elmo, this visual presenter. Uh, basically, I do a lot of drawing in my classes. We do, we do a lot of, um, you know, labeling of different organs, for example, or, or flow charts. And so before I had this little visualizer um, that I could hook up to my computer at home, I basically would show the webcam. Uh, I would put on my webcam and I would have a white little whiteboard and I would draw on this little whiteboard, uh, you know, and that worked okay. But once I had this uh, little Elmo, then, um, you know, it was a game changer because now I could do a lot of things I could do face to face on campus. I could do those uh, here at home. And uh, so, you know, that's one thing that I'm going to uh, keep using. And hopefully he won't ask for this Elmo back anytime soon. <laughs> um, we won't so mention that, it. <laughs> yeah. No one will know. Of course they'll know. Um, they'll listen to the podcast and they'll know. No, no one's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, it sounds but, like you're saying that there are some things and that, um, I don't know, would you say that you're a better instructor after going through all of this? Yeah, I I think so. I think um, not only um, do I think a lot of myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yes, but do tell. Seriously, I I think that one thing. I I was always I think personally that I was always, um, gr you know, gracious and forgiving and understanding. Uh, before this, but I think I even, I'm more of that now. Uh, so I, you know, when a student emails me or says, you know, I'm having this issue and, you know, this isn't going well, you know, so I think I'm even more understanding of those situations now than I was before. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's a good thing. I think it's good to give students the benefit of the doubt and, um, you know, and, uh, I think I took that away from this, especially. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tim. We really appreciate um, your honesty about the evolution that we've all experienced over the last year. And we look forward to being able to see you face to face sometime. All right. Well, I appreciate it, too. It was fun. And it's nice seeing uh, colleagues uh, again. So. Or just Rachel. Or it's just nice Rachel. seeing Rachel. <laughs> I am wearing lipstick today, so. <laughs> well, thanks, Tim. Thank, Thank you, Tim. Tim. All right, yep, thanks a lot.